Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon and welcome to a new episode of Upstate Unconventional. I am your host for today, Rosie, and I am really excited to be doing this episode. We are going to be missing out Nico today, but that's okay. He will be joining us soon. Uh, but I wanted to wish everyone a happy holiday season. I hope everyone had a really nice time with their friends and family. We certainly did this time of year, though. January is always very interesting. After everything kind of simmers down after the holidays, it's like, whoa, you know, everything comes to a screeching halt. All the festivities and fun and excitement and uh, family and friends stopping over and then everything just kind of stops. And I know that's a really, it can be really hard for a lot of people. And I am one of those people that it's really, really tough on. I have to say this is January is a tough month for me. Um, I'm not alone in that. I know that it's a very hard month for a lot, but it's, I wrote a post about this yesterday <clears throat> and I sort of want to reiterate on it a little bit. And this need for immediate change is so difficult in January. January is one of the bleakest, darkest months. And there's just so much pressure to change. And there's just no way to change. Just in nature, there's no way to change. How can we when we look outside and everything is still dead? Well, anyway, up here in the Northeast, it is. And it is a challenge. And what I've noticed especially in the past, I don't do it anymore, is I put, <clears throat> I would put all this pressure on myself to change. And the next day I'd be like working out, changing my diet, uh, doing all this stuff that suddenly I decided to do just like that. And I would run myself ragged and come February, I would be so sick every February is when I got a flu or a really horrible cold or something would, would go down. And yeah, it just sort of struck me in the past couple of years. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to do it because first of all, it doesn't feel natural to me to do this. And I'm not going to push myself to do things that don't feel natural anymore. Uh, you kind of have to just seek that within yourself. And I feel like that's something that eventually comes to you. Um, and if it doesn't, it doesn't, but it, I'm very in tuned with nature. So I decided to kind of let nature be my guide with a lot of things in life, but especially with the new year and the pressure to, you know, change. There's a lot of it. So I've decided what works best for me and actually my family, they've taken this on too, is to begin our new year on the spring solstice. It just makes so much more sense when everything comes to life and every sense in your body, you feel life, you smell life, you taste life, you know, things are fresh, new and exciting. That's when the call for change really happens. And that's, I believe, when Mother Nature really wants you to start to change and become alive again. Damn, it's so hard right now to do that stuff. So what I've done is I've decided to take it easy. We didn't celebrate New Year's. 
Um, we just don't do that. We haven't done it in a long time. I don't think actually Nico and I have ever celebrated New Year's Eve together. It was just sort of a natural progression. Uh, we would make special dinners on New Year's Day. And we kind of cut that out. So what we've done instead is just treat it sort of like a regular day. A nice day off, a nice night. We go to bed <laughs> as we normally do, maybe between 10 and 11. And we wake up and the next day is just the next day. Obviously, the calendar is the calendar <laughs> for a reason with the formalities. And we do live in this matrix system. So that requires us to follow this calendar that we do, school, uh, taxes, whatever the case may be. However, our spiritual, more natural calendar does fall when the spring solstice does come around. And so that's the beginning of our new year. So I just wanted to touch on that real quick. And yeah, nothing crazy is going on right now. Um, very tired, but that's, that's the mode of January. January is also my birthday month. And that always holds kind of like a dark, a darkness as well. I hated being a January baby because yeah, oh man, summer, I just wanted to have a summer birthday, but you know, that's just the way that was. That's just sort of like being a kid and not, but then growing up, you're like, it's dark. And I think that has a lot to do with being a Capricorn. Uh, being ruled by Saturn, things along that, in that nature. And, uh, but Saturn's definitely loosening his grip uh, as I'm getting older, which is finally very, very nice. And, uh, but yeah, January is just an interesting month. So I've taken it as a way to renew and heal and just sort of be more introspective. Um, maybe even meditate more, um, turn in instead of turning out, I guess. And think about that too. Uh, I always think like people start their New Year's <clears throat> resolutions and then it's, especially in the Northeast again, you get excited, you leave work, you go to the gym, you can't go to the gym because there's a thunderstorm. You wake up the next day. Okay, I said I was going to take a walk every day. There's an ice storm. Okay, I can't take my walk now. <laughs> It just seems like there's always like this, this calling to slow down. So that's what I have adopted this calling to slow down in January and then picking up the pace as things progress in uh, the latter months. So anyway, today's episode is about angels and it's something that I hold near and dear to my heart. I feel like I've always been surrounded by angels um, I feel like I've never been alone, even when I physically have been alone. I really like to be alone. I'm just that type of person. I like to, I've never had a problem with that. And I always feel there's something around me. There's this light around me. There's protection around me. And it was sort of verified. I did, um, I'm the type of person that I don't get many signs, a lot of people see numbers, which I do. I constantly see the number 23 and Nico sees it too now all the time. So we do see the number 23 constantly. <laughs> but for me, 
it's more, I'm always driven to be called to get a reading from a medium or a psychic. And I'm so lucky because I do have a lot of medium friends and that definitely is a way for me to get direct communication from my spirit guides and my angels. And um, Whitney Fox is one of those friends that I really count on to give me the messages that I need. Um, I have um, another spiritual advisor too, but um, just a shout out to Whitney because she has been such a light in my life since uh, getting to know her. And she's sort of inspired me to do this show on spirit guides because it's something I've always been passionate about. And then speaking with her about spirit guides, uh, it just gets me very excited. So I would love to have a more in-depth conversation with Whitney about that soon. And then late, and then in November, I actually had a angel therapy session, which was so interesting and really life-changing and very affirming. And I, yeah, I, I want to get into that um, at a later date. It was, it's very personal, but all I have to say, it was very powerful and a lovely thing. And it went on for about three hours uh, and it felt like it flew by in a flash. So today, angels and spirit guides. And I just sort of wanted to go over first, what are spirit guides? And what types of spirit guides do we have? So spirit guides, and I know this, that everyone, everybody has at least one spirit guide. And the other cool thing about that is that it doesn't matter if you believe it or not, they are there. And what's cool about it is they don't get offended by <laughs> this if you don't believe in them because they're there. Uh, they will be with you no matter what. But it does help to believe in them. I've, I, I kind of believe that what they do is they provide you with positive energy. Um, they also give you, I would say, very gentle nudges <laughs> when you need to achieve something in your goals or your purpose here. And very gentle. I mean, <laughs> one of them being the signs and the numbers and things like that. And you have to be open to receiving these messages from them too. And I'm going to get into that a little bit in a little bit on ways that you can kind of, yeah, just realize that you're getting these messages and how to tune into them a little bit more. So they have a very unique role in our lives and they really help us in a lot of aspects too. So different kinds of spirit guides, ancestors, number one, ancestors are obviously the spirit guides connected to us by our spiritual or genetic lineage. And I love that because a lot of times it might not be your genetic grandmother that comes through, you know, your earthling grandmother that passed. It could be your spiritual family. 
that is coming through as your spirit guide, which I think is so cool. So they could be your loved ones that you knew that have passed as family from previous generations, but you also may not know them at all because they're, you may not know them at all on this earthly realm, but they know you. And they could also just be your spiritual family. So I found, like I said in the beginning, the way that I always get the nudge is to talk to friends and um, people that have this real talent and gift to communicate with them. But um, it's more usual, definitely, I think, for people to connect with ancestors for many generations back or not even many generations back, just in gen a generation even before you, like if your grandmother passed away, uh, my grandmother always comes up and my great grandmother especially comes up. Sometimes it gets a little confusing who it is, but typically actually <laughs> it's my great grandmother. And that makes a lot of sense to me that she would pop up. Uh, so yeah, they are, they definitely offer you support and guidance Let's see. They also help you, which is very important, with limiting beliefs, generational fears, trauma. They can help you heal, even when it feels like, you know, you're never going to heal. They can help you with that. They can help you heal. And they can help you with simple everyday things as well. So your ancestors as spirit guides, they're teachers. They think of it as kind of like showing you the ropes on how to deal with difficult situations, difficult people. Uh, they can help you discover your own spiritual gifts. And that's very exciting. And just how to, I guess the word is flow better in life. And I've noticed that that is a big uh, influence for me with my grandmother, great-grandmother, when they come through, is just sort of learning to flow. So it's funny. Uh, one of the last readings I had, I believe it was with Whitney over the summer, and she was like, it's, come on, basically like, get over the bullshit. <laughs> My great grandmother was coming through. Let's go. And she had a, a broom and was like sweeping all the bullshit away from me. <laughs> and I just love that image because it was so it's, it was definitely something that she would do, would have done. And it, it was very cool to hear that, but they will be real with you. And I really, I really appreciate that. Another kind of spirit guide are angels. And of course, they're from the angelic realm. They act as messengers a lot of times. Among this group of angels, there are guardian angels and archangels. And those two in particular work directly with earthlings. Or <laughs> that's who we are, in case you didn't know. Um, but they, angels... What's so beautiful about them is they can communicate 
through others. How many times have you been in a situation where somebody random comes up to you and just says something profound or you start you strike up a conversation with a stranger and it just touches you? I mean, it's happened to me so many times and I can't not believe, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that <clears throat> that was an angel either coming through. And so I often wonder, is this a way for this particular angel to communicate with me through this person? Or, or is this angel shape-shifting into a person? I don't know. It's interesting. I love thinking about that kind of thing. They also, so other ways to communicate with your angels and other spirit guides. They, like I said, through others, a line in a song. I love music. I love music. It gives me life on so many levels. Like I ha if I don't listen to music, I, I actually get somewhat down in the dumps. I, it just makes me so happy on so many levels, but lines in a song, pay attention to it, especially, I mean, I don't know if so many people listen to the radio anymore, but excuse me. I, that, that's one of the, one of the, one of the ways <laughs> that you can definitely receive these messages is you'll be just randomly listening to the radio or, you know, and you're like, what? Wait a minute. I need to hear that. Like, and then you're just touched or a certain song comes on and you're touched by it. I'm a total mush and I get very emotional and, but like I get so filled with joy over music and it touches me on many different levels. And I do cry <laughs> a lot. Uh, not, not like a weeping baby, but like I'm so touched by certain music and certain songs and certain um lines and songs that I do believe that that's a powerful way to communicate too. A conversation between two strangers that you overhear talking. That's very interesting. So say you're out dining and the people next to you suddenly get loud and they're having this conversation and you're like, oh my gosh, like, do you hear what they're saying? This is kind of like what I'm going through, or this is kind of Huh. And then all of a sudden you get like this little tidbit of advice through these few strangers. They're not even talking to you, but it's loud enough for you to hear. That's meant for you. That is meant for you for your spirit guides. I love that. I love how they are used through strangers to sort of give you that hope and that connection. So another way is your gut. And that's a big one, you know, having that gut feeling. I get a lot with goosebumps. I get it just a feeling through my body. And of course, your dreams. Dreams are a big thing for communicating with your angels. And something very important to know with your angel is they work with you to move you again in the right direction, just like your ancestors for your greatest good. And sometimes it doesn't feel like it. Just like any kind of like spiritual growth, you know, sometimes it just doesn't feel like it. it it's painful. 
why am I, it's like almost what I can equate. I've never been addicted to anything, but when you see people getting off of a drug and they're just kind of like suffering and sweating and throwing up and vomiting and like shaking, <laughs> spiritual growth feels like that. I, I really do believe. And sometimes it can really just feel shitty and it doesn't feel like the way you would think like, Oh, all of a sudden you're just fucking uplifted. It's not that way. But then eventually once you get through all of the muck, you are, you're uplifted and you're there and you're at the next level. It just takes time to get there. So a lot of times when I'm going through something and I do feel down, I just have that hope and faith in knowing that this is this will pass, right? This too shall pass. And it's true because it always does. It always passes. And there's always the light at the end of it. So it's a beautiful thing. Now, your guardian angel is assigned to you from birth. So basically, they're in charge of supporting you throughout your days. They know what your mission is here on earth. They know what the end game is for you. And what they do is they try to guide you as much as they can to kind of keep you on task, on course to get to that end game. Uh, they know your strengths and they know what you struggle with. And uh, they want you to live authentically. I think that's really important to note as well with your guardian angel is they truly want you to live an authentic an authentic life and be who you are. The next is, oh, well, a little bit more about guardian angels actually is they aren't religious. <laughs> so regardless of your faith, this is so important, regardless of your faith, your belief, they're there for you. And your guardian angel guides you unconditionally. So you have to almost, what I like to do is think of your guardian angel as a friend, right? Like your best friend who is there. And they're guiding you to do these amazing things and go to these amazing places in your life. They have that knowledge and they're just trying to get it to you. They want you to interact with them, I believe. And there are ways to do that, which I would I would like to get. I don't know if I'll be able to have time to get into that now, but um, definitely because this is going to be a series. It'll definitely happen at a later date. Okay, so guardian angels are in the angel department. So now <clears throat> the next spirit guide is archangels, which are obviously also angelic. They offer humans help. They, they're, they're sort of like, they like to work with larger groups. So they also, what, I, what I've learned and what I've been told is that 
they are really in charge of like what's going on outside and like in the earth like they can even sometimes create natural disasters uh, to get things moving along and another thing that i recently learned about archangels is that they will come when they are called no matter what they aren't necessarily going to interrupt what's going on so i kind of think of them like part of the universe because the universe does the same thing. If you are in the mindset where you're just constantly negative and you feel down and my life's not improving and then you just keep kind of saying it, like my life is shit, my life's not improving. Well, the universe is literally saying back, her life's shit, her life's not improving. Like the universe is neutral. <laughs> If you're constantly like, I am lucky and everything works out for me, then the universe is saying she's lucky and everything works out for her and the universe will deliver on that. See what I'm saying? So it's sort of like the archangels do the same thing. That's kind of how I think of it. The archangels will come when they are called. And I'm getting into the archangels will be a lot of fun for me um down the road in this series too michael is obviously one of the most popular archangels and i have a statue of michael i have jewelry that i wear of michael i feel his presence around me um even talking about it i can kind of get emotional <clears throat> speaking about him so yeah this this is definitely an exciting uh an exciting uh, series for me to be doing and sharing with you guys. So the next, okay, on to the next, star beings. So this is another form of a spirit guide. Think of them as like your galactic family, right? They work to take care of humanity, in particular, starseed souls. A lot of people make fun of starseeds, but I don't know. I'm still on the fence. I was told years and years ago I'm a starseed. Starseed souls, what they have, they they originate from like higher dimensions of life and a star system like Sirius, Pleiades, things like that. Um, the thing with them, you may have known these beings in a past life or you, you might meet them in a future in a different star system, but they can be one of your spirit guides. So what's fun about them is they help humans evolve. And their goal in our evolution is of the soul. So what these star beings do is guide you on the path of ascension. And they get us to our destination in a very quick and effective way so the next would be ascended masters they are beings who have lived on earth for many many different incarnations and that's what makes them masters of i don't know the business of living i guess <laughs> they can serve as teachers 
Um, they help you learn when you need to ascend. Like they have, that's what they want. They were humans in the past. So they know what it's like to feel how you feel. And I think that's really cool that these were humans at one point. Again, is this similar to our ancestors? Yeah, perhaps. But I also think it's just a different um, a different lineage, I guess. So they can be very powerful. But a lot of these ascended masters, Jesus is an ascended master. Merlin, Mother Mary, who... Again, Mother Mary is very important in my life. Uh, St. Germain. It's, it goes on and on. So if you think of powerful masters, that's they can also be called on as your spirit guides. And they can show up. And one of my readings that I had during my actual angel therapy reading um Mother Mary showed up and it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful moment. And I've always been very, um, very heart, I guess. That's the only way I can explain it. It's like heart attached to her. On to the next, which is, this is so much fun. Animal spirit guides. And I always want to know exactly who my animal spirit guide is. And I haven't got a clear answer, but I think I know in my soul that my my spirit guide is the owl. And these can call be called totems. And they show up as animals in our life, which is so interesting because through my life, different animals have showed up. That's why I have a very hard time pinpointing what my animal spirit guide is. So owls have been consistent, but there's been a time when Oh my gosh, before I had my youngest son, bunnies were everywhere. They showed up all the time. They, and obviously fertility, right? Rabbits and bunnies. They were literally everywhere. Rabbits would be looking in at me through my, my old house and my, through my dining room uh, door, just staring in. <laughs> And I was like, and this was a very different time of my life when uh, I was in an unhappy marriage at the time. And I was like, no, oh no, hell no. I don't know what is going on here, but look the other way, um, Peter Rabbit. This is not happening. Well, Nico shows up in my life not too long after that. And here we go. We had a baby. But so they come when you need them. I used to have birds constantly flying around, coming into my house either, even. And that is actually sometimes shown as a bad omen, but I didn't take it as that. So always birds, always birds. And my grandparents definitely show up as birds. My grandfather was actually a bird guy. When he was younger, he, um, as a teenager, had birds and pigeons and trained them. And my grandmother was always into cardinals and blue jays. So very bird, bird family. And, but owls, owls are definitely something that I feel very um, akin with. 
And I grew up with an L in my backyard and I have an L in my backyard now. So it's very cool. So they can help you remain grounded. These animals, they can empower you. And what I love most about them is that they're full of magic and wisdom. They want you to be your best self on earth. And they want you to align with the earth's energies. And that just gives me chills. I love it. They can show up in any kind of animal, a vulture, a snake, jaguar. They can move between spiritual and physical worlds. They can help you to pierce the veil that divides both worlds and can really richen your relationship with spirit and other guides. What's very cool about animal spirit guides is that they help you master your fears and they protect you. They give you wisdom and they just are there for you when you need them. Just like animals, just like the animals we love, right? Our pets, they're there when we need them. They're always there, full of love, pure love. And that's what I think of when I think of animals and the animal spirit guides. The next spirit guide that we can have are gods and goddesses, right? They're divine spiritual beings. There's so many of them. They have vibrant stories. They have traits that represent the divine feminine, the, the divine masculine, divine life force energy. They make it easy, I think, for us to connect with the divine on a more personal level. I studied yoga teacher training. I studied yoga in depth, actually. And during my yoga studies, it was a very spiritual practice. And we talked a lot about goddesses, gods and goddesses. And I felt very um, bonded with certain ones, certain gods, certain goddesses in particular, Kali, um, Lakshmi. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing when you can bond with these goddesses and gods on a personal level. level. What it is, is you really feel um, the embodiment of them and you find the traits that you love in them. And then you try to, you know, like I said, embody that in yourself. So they're very useful, very, um, I would say uh, without diminishing it, easy to work with if you find the right one. Um, because they used to be physical themselves, you know, in a different form, a different, you know, even veil spiritually, they were physical. So they inhabit these like features, but yet what I think is really interesting is that some of them can be part animal too. And yeah, they teach us how to navigate our physical lives, these gods and goddesses. Now, it's important to note that this isn't the God. It's not the like the ultimate source 
itself, whoever God is to you. What these are, are these gods and goddesses in particular, as your spirit guides, they just make it, I guess, easier for us to connect with the divine. Okay. And yeah, they show up across all cultures and all eras, eras in life. They're known as divinities, heroes, devas. Even there are there are mortals too, you know. You could have an affinity for gods and goddesses of your own tradition. Um the goddesses are just you can be drawn to them because they parallel in your own life. And just some here's some examples of goddesses and gods. Uh, Lakshmi, like I said, Odin, Horus, Roth, oh, Ganesha. Um, let me think. This, I'm going off the cuff on this one. Like I said before. Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank. But anyway, uh, there's there's a lot of them. And if you find the right one, you can really connect with them. Oh, Kali, of course. Ma Kali. Elemental spirit guides or spirit. <laughs> Love these guys. I'm sorry. Elemental spirit guides. Um, so they connect with the earth, air, fire, water. And what they do is they are four because there are four major kinds of elementals connected to those things. Like I said, um, they each have their own spirit guide to inhabit those particular element elements. Okay. That's why they're called the elementals because earth, wind, fire, water are, are elements, right? So the gnomes, they're earth. The undines are water elementals. The salamanders, salamanders, uh, fire or ether, and the sylphs are air. So if you're in tune with nature, you might sense more of a connection to these beings. They seem to dwell in lakes, trees, mountains, even lava fields which is very interesting. Over the summer, Nico always wanted to know what his spirit guide was. Well, in particular, his animal spirit guide, but the, uh, <laughs> in particular, the salamander always shows up for Nico, no matter what, especially this during this particular time in our life, it just kept showing up. It was very interesting. So we kind of finally realized, oh, wait a minute, let's open our eyes for a minute. <laughs> I think we realized who your spirit guide is, especially your animal spirit guide, which is interesting because a salamander can definitely be an elemental and, a, and an animal spirit guide, which is very cool. So I love them and I'm giddy a little bit right now because they're part of the fairy, fairy realm, which is also called the middle kingdom. And yeah, the other ones can be, let's see, like tree elves, nature sprites, flower fairies, just elementals. 
that are formed from negative emotions and uh, oh also malevolent ones too um which i was just going to say malevolent elementals which can be formed from negative emotions and thoughts so yeah be very careful when de when dealing with the fairy realm they can really love you and they can really have fun with you and they can really torment you as well <laughs> and they can uh kind of play on your weaknesses so don't let them know that you're weak this is just a little fey experience thing that i've learned anyway so those are some spirit guides and i just think it's such a fascinating subject such a fun subject to get into and then i think what i'm going to do is just go over some of the roles of the spirit guides and then next time and hopefully nico can join us we're going to get into archangels and we've got a lot of information on that but let's just i'm going to just go over some of the roles of the spirit guide so life guides so they can be in charge of your basically it's in a team right that's like in charge of your life okay they were there from the day you were born they're even there the day you die they walk you through it they work to coordinate with every other guide you have been like assigned to in your life because these are your life guides and one of them is your guardian angel in there so it doesn't mean like other angels or beings can't act as your guardian angels though but the, your guardian angel is in this group of your life guides then there are timing guides and these are the ones that make sure you're at the right place at the right time kind of thing when you want when they want to get a message through they want to make sure you're hearing this message um they'll connect you with the right people the right events the right circumstances if possible um and if you need them again you just sort of call on them especially if you're worried about time they're very into time management and getting you there they're the ones that can help like keep you going according to the divine schedule and i believe we all have a divine schedule we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring and we sort of can't we can't control that but we do have guides to help us through that one comforting thing comforting thing for me is sort of knowing that i chose this path before i became an earthling <laughs> wherever i was i chose this path and it's really really comforting to know that you have these guides and you're never alone you're not and everything has divine timing for you life events love death it's all divinely planned so the next role would be teaching guides they're responsible for guiding you along your life path teaching you the important lessons that you need to grow and develop physically and spiritually 
And they can show up in various forms in these goals and lessons that you need to learn. Uh, they guide you through your meditation and dreams. Um, usually they leave signs for you to follow in your meditation and your dreams. And they provide reassurance that you're on the right path. So again, they want you to achieve your highest good. They want to bring you to your highest good. And you just need help. If you need help, you just ask. And these teaching guides will help you. And again, just you have to be open to receiving and need to be open to believing and seeing the signs. Creativity guides is another one. They're responsible for helping you with creative work. They help you to dream. They connect you with your innate talents. Now, when I say dream, not in the dream world, they help you like that dream. Like, what do I want to do? The goal in life. Um, so what's interesting about them is if you don't know what you're good at, if you're struggling, like, I don't know. I, I don't know what I should be doing in this life. Like, what do I do? You call on your creativity guides and they'll assist you. But again, you just have to keep your eyes open, your mind open for signs and messages because they will give them to you. Another is karmic guides. So they help you with working out your personal karma so that you can, let's say, shed the chains that hold you back and finally get off the wheel. <laughs> so when you resolve all of your karma, you can move on to the next level. And that's what they want for you. The next is astral guides. These are the ones that help you out. When you visit the heavenly realm, they teach you how to leave your body. We have guides that do that. Isn't that beautiful? They teach you how to leave your body. So if you ask them, they can help your astral body leave your physical one when it feels stuck. And a lot of people, they travel. Astral travel happens all the time. Dreams, the meditation. Doesn't have to just be in death. And these are the guides that help you do that safely. And they do, they make you feel safe. They, if you need to find your way basically around the astral realm too, or seek guidance on a physical matter, this is where, this is who you, you call on your astral guides. The next are protection guides. Think of them as like bodyguards. They keep you safe physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. But that all comes down to your intentions and what you allow. So these guides stay with us from birth to death. But remember, they are very enlightened beings. There's only so much they can do for you, though, if you, say, decide to go down the wrong path, you know, and you make a bad decision, things like that. You're going to 
unfortunately, not always be protected, but they will do their best to keep you safe. They keep you safe from spiritual influences and entities that don't have your best interests at heart, keep you from making choices that will lead you to your demise. So calling on them for protection. Like I said, they're there for you from birth to death. But if you, even though they're there, like I was saying in the beginning, they're there. Even if you believe it or not, you have these spirit guides. The problem is, is that if you shun them, they're still watching you. They're just waiting for you to ask for help. And that's what they're here for. So asking for protection. I'm always doing that. Like in the car, I'm always saying protect my family. I put a golden like circle of light around my car. I put a golden circle of light around everyone I'm driving in my car and myself as protection. <laughs> they listen. And then there's joy guides. And they're very childlike. There are playful guides. And they want us to find joy in everything. They want us to have fun. So this is important when you're feeling down and sad. They call on them. And if you connect with them more, you'll find that you'll have more laughter in your life. Because they think laughter is the best medicine. And calling on them, you give it a shot. You know, if you're having a sad time and going through a little bit of a depression or whatever, if you're struggling with something, finding joy leads to so much more if you can break through that pain. Ascension guides are the next. And their goal is to help you ascend spiritually. They act and intervene when they lead. They basically, they lead you on a path that will end with you advancing in spirit. And then the last are helper guides. But these guides aren't always with you. Depending upon where you're working, where what you're working on, they come and go. So if you're learning some new skill, the helper guides, they have experience in a space that will show up and teach you what you need to know, if that makes sense. And if you decide to do something else, these helpers will be replaced by more knowledgeable ones. So I think that's really interesting. They can also act as healers uh, and sort of, what's the word? A compass when you feel lost about what to do in your life. They will show up then and they will teach you and show you what is yours. And they will also show you what you should let go of. So our helper guides aren't always the same guides. Like I said, they come and go depending upon what new field you're in, what new craft you're starting, um, whatever it is. Very interesting. So again, calling on them. And that's a big, big thing, I think, to note with your spirit guides in general is being called being open to seeing signs, being open-minded, having an open heart. 
and knowing that they're not religious. They're here because spirit, spirit isn't religious. Spirit is who we are energetically. We're all spirit. Even in, we're going to get into this too in the next, um, the next episode, but archangels, they're not just shown up in Christianity. They're in many religions and they have common themes and they look similar. Why is that? There's got to be something to that. It's amazing. And I think it's beautiful. And I'm really excited to dive into it more with you. And thank you so much for listening today about spirit guides. Again, hopefully next time Nico will join us. He has a lot of information. He has done a lot of research in the Bible where I have not done research on the Bible. I don't think I've even read the Bible. Here's a Catholic school girl <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> I haven't picked up the Bible. I was such a rebel in school. Anyway, thank you all so much. And I will talk to you next time. Have a great day.